This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. What top trends and players are expected to have the greatest impact on peer-to-peer payments and investments in mobile payments in 2011? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Julie McNally, a senior analyst at ITA Group who covers banking and payments fraud. Julie, banks and credit unions are doing what they can to catch up with payments innovations in the P2P and mobile spaces. But those innovations comprise just a handful of technologies financial institutions are expected to make investments in in 2011. Where do investments in payments innovations, specifically in the P2P and mobile arenas, fall relative to other technologies institutions we'll be putting money into in 2011? Well, in 2011, compliance will be king. Uh, with all of the regulations that came down last year and still more are expected to come down in 2011, uh, things like changes to Reg Z, changes to Reg E, the Durban Amendment, all of those will take precedence for bank spending. That said, however, we also expect to see mobile commerce, mobile payments really pick up in 2011. We, we see 2011 as the tipping point. So banks will have to allocate some of their resources if they, if they do want to keep up. Now, Facebook, PayPal, and companies like Bling Nation are expected to revolutionize payments over the next 6 to 12 months if they haven't already. Facebook brings a social networking piece, which easily connects to mobile payments. PayPal brings a P2P piece, which easily connects to social networking. And Bling Nation, an innovator in NFC mobile payments, has relationships with both Facebook and PayPal. What can you tell us about these three companies, and how do you expect the three to impact payments in 2011? How will the three work together? Well, I think everybody's pretty familiar with, with Facebook and PayPal. Um, Bling Nation is a, is a startup that has changed its business model a few times in the last couple of years, just trying to strike the right strategy, the right mix. And I think they might be onto something with their latest combination of um, engaging the consumer via social networking, that's their, their partnership with Facebook, and then bringing a funding piece in via PayPal to try to bridge that online to offline gap um, of going into a physical merchant, going into Joe's Cafe, and paying using your mobile device. Uh, there's actually a pilot going on in San Francisco with Bling Nation and PayPal and Facebook to see if that combination of local, mobile, and social will really be that combination that finally compels consumers to change their spending behavior. Um, we, we've seen a number of payment companies over the last five years or so try to get c- consumers away from their credit cards. And, you know, credit cards work, and we are a credit society, and it's going to take a very compelling value proposition to make that happen. But this experiment might prove that uh, social networking is, is the missing link. Now, Julie, from your perspective, with all of these innovations taking place in payments, can banks compete, or are these innovations too far out for them to reach or catch up with at this point? I, I think banks are going to need to partner or acquire um, or establish vendor relationships. I think going it on their own is not going to work because they're not as nimble as the, these technology companies and startups that are doing such creative things in this space. Um, so, and I think we've already started to see banks you know, enter the space through partnerships, through, through vendor relationships in particular. 
And what about security and fraud? Facebook, of course, is not very secure and has been proven easy to hack. How can innovators in payments, as well as financial institutions, balance convenience and innovation with security? Well, and that's the, the million-dollar question or the multi-million-dollar question, as it may be. Um, as we've seen in, in the recent, just in the past month, with the VS forensic study that exposed a number of security weaknesses in PayPal, B of A, a number of other banks' mobile applications where things like username and passwords were being stored in the clear on the phone. Yeah, very basic things that you know, we learned the hard way when we went to online banking and it, we seem to be learning all over again the hard way with, with mobile banking. Um, security and fraud will be a big concern in this channel. We've also seen that malware is starting to target this channel. Uh, the Zeus Trojan has you know, impacted 12 Spanish banks in both an online and mobile coordinated attack. Um, I think that as mobile commerce grows, as the mobile banking functionality increases, uh, we're going to see a bigger and bigger target on mobile from a fraudster perspective. Um, and the big challenge is going to be how do you impose greater security controls? Um, you know, things like so many of these applications right now rely on username and password only, which that is notoriously insecure. It's susceptible to everything from family-friendly fraud to man-in-the-browser attacks to um, man-in-the-middle attacks. Um, but how do you impose greater security controls on a consumer population when you're also trying to get them to change behavior? And that's going to be the biggest challenge that uh, a lot of these innovators face as they're, as they're trying to balance convenience and security. Now, when we talk about payments innovations and financial institutions specifically, what types of fraud prevention and security investments do you expect to see institutions make when it comes to these innovations in 2011? One of the, the most important investments that will be made is looking at um, migrating any batch processes to real time. Um, because of the nature of mobile commerce, especially when you get into the online to offline environment, um, getting real time analysis is crucial because you don't have time for batch processes. Another piece that will be very important is link analysis as you are gathering reams of interesting data. You know, PayPal will have a, a pretty vast pool to work with. Link analysis will really help draw the parallels. And then the other piece is investing in some non-traditional underwriting mechanisms uh, because a lot of the growth in this space is coming from non-traditional merchants. Uh, you know, the developer platforms have folks that are innovating on them that you know, might not have business history, might not even have a tin. And to fully capture the market, you're going to need to develop some non-standard methods of underwriting that can also be effective and protect you against the risk. Great. And in closing, could you tell us what you see as being the top five payments innovations in P2P and mobile that we can expect to see or emerge in 2011? Well, we've already discussed a couple of them. I think that uh, yeah, the tests that are going on right now bringing in a social networking component to incent payment shifts is it's going to be very interesting. Um, especially you know, as you bring in a loyalty play, as you bring in a local play. As I said earlier, a lot of people have been trying for a lot of years to crack the nut of incenting shifts in consumer paying behaviors. And this one is the first one that I think has some real promise and some real legs to it. Um, 
Also, looking at, you know, in a similar vein, the tests that are going on with the shift from online to offline. Um, that has some real potential if these tests are successful and if, if the formula can be found. That could really change the, the face of payments. It'll be very interesting to watch what happens on those fronts. There's a number of studies that say that uh, by the end of 2011, half of the U.S. population will have smartphones. And I think that will really be the adoption from a consumer perspective of m-commerce and p2p and then this is an emerging trend but m-commerce has really already taken off in global markets and uh, there's a number of initiatives that are getting traction particularly in in cardless environments that's that's how some of the folks um, are breaking it down is, is carded populations and cardless populations places where the card infrastructure is not well entrenched. We're really seeing mobile take hold there. And so it'll be interesting to watch how that progresses over 2011 and 2012. Julie, I want to thank you again for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Julie McNelly, a senior analyst at ITE who covers banking and payments fraud. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.